Blog Talk Radio. Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And good evening, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio Show, Monday night, October 22nd, getting you all set up for Monday night football. Vinny the Shark, Big Mike, Robbie D with you guys. Goon has a rare night off. Um, Hopefully he'll be returning with us sometime before the new year. Um, but tonight we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. Give us a call, 646-716-5403. That's 646-716-5403. Of course, drop us a line up on Twitter, and we are on Facebook Live as well. Always want to hear your comments and uh, any questions that you have, drop them there, and we'll get to those um, as well for you guys. But, um, you know, we left you guys off on Saturday morning looking forward to a Game 7 in the NLCS. Um, it went kind of like you planned it to go down. It came down to uh, Josh Hader. He got the jo- job done for three innings. Uh, but it wasn't enough because, um, you know, the the Dodgers were just too much. And of all people, Yasiel Puig with the big hit, he sends the Dodgers to the World Series. Game one, Dodgers and Red Sox tomorrow night. Yasiel Puig doing the DX chop on everybody, too. I, I kind of wanted that ball not to get over the fence just so he looked like a jackass like he normally does. Because that ball just got over and he was back flipping like an asshole. But promptly, to Yasiel Puig, he had the biggest hit of the series. He came out of clutch time. This guy, he had a very disappointing season. Probably a disappointing career, if you ask, since his rookie season where everybody thought he was going to be the next best thing in the world. But uh, thank God the Dodgers won because I think they had a better chance to beat the Red Sox in the World Series, so I'm glad they pulled away. Uh, we're going to have Clayton Kershaw versus Chris Sale. Clayton Kershaw is going to be an underdog for the first time since 2014. He is at plus 130, so any, Dodger, uh, any betters out there who will always bet on Clayton Kershaw, you got to pay you know, two-to-one odds. Getting him at plus 130 against somebody who might have got a, a, an infection with his belly button ring you got to like your chances there with L.A. Dodgers. But uh, I think the Brewers went to the bullpen a little too early, used Hader too early, and I think that ended up – I think they over-bullpened in this game, and that ended up costing the Brewers. That's a great point. I think they over-bullpened the whole series, to be honest with you. I mean, when you start Wade Miley for one batter and then immediately go to Woodruff, it's just it's almost over-managing, overthinking. And it did. It came bite, uh, back to bite them in the ass. Jeffries gave up a run. Daniel gave up a run. Um, MLB is getting what they want. They wanted the Dodgers and the Red Sox. They wanted these two powerhouses. They wanted these markets, and they're going to get it. And you're right. It's going to be awesome. Sale, Kershaw, I mean, it's must-watch if you're a baseball fan. It's must-watch if you're not a baseball fan. And we put it up on our Twitter yesterday. Clayton Kershaw was in the Red Sox bullpen in an empty Fenway park, just going through his mechanics and dry pitching, not throwing a ball. And, I, I mean, that's awesome. That is one of the best pitchers of all time at one of the greatest ballparks of all time, just getting his work in and his prep in. Sale versus Kershaw with no disrespect to Clue, even Grunt, to the two pre-pitchers in baseball, you'd say. Maybe Scherzer up there, too. After they're but, in the conversation. Especially for lefties. There's no lefty anywhere near them. Um, and that's it. And we get them in game one. We probably get them in game four, and God willing, maybe even in the game seven. Um, so that's it. And uh, you have a over-under of seven tomorrow for uh, game one of the series. Um, and there's a lot of interesting lineup decisions that these managers are going to have to make, Mike, especially when you go to the National League Park. Uh, I know you were talking about it the other day with J.D. Martinez. Yeah, they were talking about J.D. would play outfield. Um, you're not going to take Jackie Bradley out. He just He's so good. Def- he's had a hell of a postseason with the bat, but he's so good defensively. He's not going to come out. He's going to stay in center field. Uh, you have to have J.D. Martinez out there, probably in right. Uh, so then what do you do with Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts has played second base a few times in his career, mostly in the minors, not in the majors, but has said he can do it. And if he's telling you he can do it, I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, he probably can. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. And that's what's going to be fun about it. These are the two best teams in baseball. The Dodgers might not look like it all year, um, but they turned it on when they had to. They made the playoffs. They won the division. Uh, they dispose of the Rockies, they dispose of the Braves, and then they dispose of the Brewers. Um, and now it's time for them to go up against uh, the best team in baseball. So you have the team that lost game seven last year against the team that had the best record this year. Like you said, Mike, uh, MLB cannot have drawn it up any better. And uh, as a fan, even if you're a casual fan, 
especially Kershaw versus Sale. You have to be invested tomorrow night at 8.08 p.m. Must watch. Must watch. And, uh, Vinny, how are we betting this series? You know who I got in this one. Yes, you know I am not shocking. taking the Boston Red Sox under any circumstance. I'm glad this is they're finally facing a really good team in the World Series. Yeah, because like the, the Colorado Rockies. What would you the do Astros, if they played the, the Astros? Astros aren't a good team. They didn't just beat a good team to they, get there. Yeah, they did. They beat a good team to get there. They beat a uh, very hurt Jose Altuve as well. But oh. regardless, regardless, uh, talking about <laughs> them in the World Series, uh, the Cardinals were okay, but that Colorado Rockies World Series still bothers me to this day. Regardless, I like the I like the Dodgers to come out and win Game One. I definitely like them to beat David Price, and I but don't the think they're going to. I don't think they're going to roll on their back, and they're going to roll on their back and lose at home like the Red Sox have been doing to teams. So I'm taking the Dodgers, and I'm taking the Dodgers in five. And I'm wondering uh, where you're going to go, Mike. Who's going to win? I have the Boston Red Sox in six games. You don't say. I do say. Um, I've been on the Dodgers all year, and I've been betting against. The, the Red Sox in the first two rounds of the playoffs and, and they're making me say, why, you know, am I disrespecting this 108 team? And I really thought about it a lot. Like, what is it about them that I'm not saying they won 108 games? Why is there something that's holding me back from being all in on a team that's now won 108 plus what, uh, seven? So 115 games so far, then get up to 119. What is it about them? It's their bullpen, really. But then you have Craig Kimbrell at the end. He's my guy. He's one of my favorite players in Major League history. But I know in the big spot, he sucks but they're still finding a way to get it done. Their lineup's that good. Um, it's so hard to go against them, but if I've been sticking with the Dodgers all year, I feel like it's wrong of me to go against them. I've been right on them all year. I'm going to stick with them, but I wouldn't put a dollar against the Red Sox. I'm just making the pick for a show. It makes it a lot easier. You guys might be putting some real money on it. I'm putting at least $300 against the Red Sox tomorrow night. I'll tell you that much. I know, and, and I know why. You're betting with your heart. And I'm betting on the best pitcher. Yeah, well, those are two damn good pitchers out there, and uh, you know this is uh, this is what the World Series is supposed to be. Uh, we would have gotten gypped if we had Brewers Red Sox. I'm sorry, we would have gotten gypped if we had Dodgers Astros or Brewers Astros. I know Dodgers Astros is a repeat, uh, but L.A. Boston. You think about the Celtics Lakers rivalry. You think about the, all the rivalry that they've had in sports. Even Bruins and Kings have had you know a series before. So um, this is what it's supposed to be. If it can't be New York, you know, it's never going to be Yankees Red Sox for the World Series, which actually. That really gyps fans that they can't do it that way because that would be a ton of fun. It's always going to be to get to the World Series. Uh, if you remember, like, the, the year that was it, 2003, where the Marlins beat the Yankees, they felt like they won the World Series in the Aaron Boone home run. Right. But then you go down, and it was like a letdown to see the Marlins playing, and the Marlins won, and nobody even, you know, remembers. So uh, it, it'll be fun. It gets uh, underway tomorrow night. Saturday morning, we'll recap games one and two, uh, and then game three, um, which is Friday night. So we'll be uh, halfway through the series Saturday morning. We'll have a good feel Saturday night. We might even be uh, looking forward to another uh, Kershaw versus Sale matchup. Uh, any other loose ends from uh, Saturday night? Um, let's head into Sunday then with football. Uh, I will football. say, uh, Derek Jeter signing those Mesa brothers. We haven't talked about it. That's a huge deal for the Marlins. Uh, the one is just a phenomenal prospect player. And uh, listen, he cleaned house. You saw what Yellick did. Ozuna, good player. Stanton, gone. Um, he brought in two very good pieces in the international world. So Marlin fans is a little sign of hope. And before we get into the games yesterday, there's been some interesting moves in the NFL this week. We talked about the Carlos Hyde trade. Um, that was a Saturday or maybe it was Friday night. Um, he was inactive as we all said he would be when we did the show on Saturday. And then today uh, the Cowboys go out there and they give up the first round pick for Amari Cooper uh, in a trade that not many Cowboy fans are happy with Jerry Jones for this. It's a steal if you ask me for the tanking Oakland Raiders. It's an absolute steal. Amari Cooper stinks. And uh, listen, he's young. He was talented in college and he's got a case of the drops in the NFL. He doesn't get targeted consistently. Um, and look at, I sent it uh, in the chat earlier, guys, look what other wide receivers are going for. And uh, Jarvis Landry was recently traded before the season started. Uh, Landry went for a fourth round pick and a seventh round pick. Josh Gordon this year, a fifth round pick. Kelvin Benjamin, a third and a seventh round pick. Cooks went for a fourth and sixth round pick. Uh, what the Cowboys paid is just, it's ridiculous. And Jerry Jones is an idiot for this. And they're three and 14, Vinny. What do they do? What is he going to do with the quarterback that can't throw the ball downfield? What is he going to do for a three and 14 that's worth the first round pick? It's a head scratcher move, if you ask me. But uh, props to Chucky, because now he's got three first round <laughs> picks in that. None, no pick being better than the one he's going to have. And they are in full tank mode. Obviously, they lost Marshawn Lynch for the rest of the year. They traded Amari Cooper. This team does not have that life and energy that, that's going to keep them rolling. I expect 
Oakland to be right there. They're going to get a top three pick, if not the number one overall pick, and maybe go on, move on from Carr and get their quarterback of the future to go on to Las Vegas. And my whole deal with this, if Amari Cooper's worth a first-round pick, how much do you think an Odell Beckham Jr. is? Well, we're going to get to that in a second, but one thing I want to ask is, a lot of people have been saying that the Raiders are going to move on from Carr right now. And if that's the case, and we keep hearing um, these Eli Manning to Jacksonville rumors, they just seem to never go away now for over a year. And they've intensified today. Yesterday, Blake Bortles, and we'll get to that game in a minute, he was benched. So today it's even louder that this Eli Manning to the Jacksonville Jaguars thing. Why wouldn't the Jaguars get the younger car? I have no idea. If it, if it works financially, they should have been on the phone hours ago. And, and if that's the direction that the Raiders are going in, why not, Ed? They're going to get way more than a first-round pick, you would think, for Carr, right? I, didn't he just sign one of the largest contracts, though? I think money-wise. Carr is much more money than Eli Manning. Yeah, and Christopher Brown just but much more younger as well. Christopher Brown on Facebook saying that this gives the Raiders three first-rounders. That, you know, that's what we were just talking about. He also said there's talk the Giants and the Jags are looking at Carr. Um, so that's kind of what we were talking about, Chris, and we were just getting there. Uh, for the Giants, I would think about it in the offseason. In-season, there's no reason for the Giants to make an in-season move I don't see like them that. making a move. In fact, I don't see Bortles even getting moved. It's, uh, it's surprising we saw a trade of this magnitude in mid-season, especially after a week where we just saw Carlos Hyde move to the Jaguars as well. You really rarely see these NFL trades like this, unless it's the offseason. You don't see a mid-season like this. So that's why with the, the trades happening back-to-back weeks, it's actually pretty interesting. But these are real trades that are definitely worth talking about and would do each team justice. But I just don't think we're going to see it happen. Right. So the car contract is seven thousand four hundred this year. It's fine. Whoa, whoa, uh, seven million four hundred. <laughs> yeah, seven point. That's like what year. I make. Um, then you have nineteen million next year. Eighteen million the following. Nineteen million the following when he's thirty, and then another nineteen million uh, when he's thirty. Well, Mike, the big question is: is what is the cap hit? Because we know that those numbers are always different than a cap hit. There's, there's the goat and his brother. So the cap hit for Not next year. The cap hit for this year is 25 mil. Okay. Uh, the following 22.5, 21.5, 22.0, and 19. So his salary, um, he did not. Um, That's horrible. Get, well, he didn't get as much in signing bonus as these guys. So some of these guys got so much in signing bonus that their cap hit will be over by towards, uh, you know, or will be right. lower. But that's not the case with him. Um, by the way, Chris is um, messaging us from Winnipeg. Uh, so hello, wow. you know, from Winnipeg out there. <laughs> and uh, – you're, uh, you have a lot to look forward to with the Winnipeg Jets. They're a very good young team. Chris, we talk a lot of hockey on the show. It's tough with the World Series and with the NFL and all the trades going on right now, but trust me, stick with us. Get in touch with us during the wintertime, man. We'd love to hear you talk some uh, Winnipeg Jets and NHL, especially this guy right here. He's a big hockey guy. I know. His favorite team's whoever's playing the Islanders. Um, <laughs> he also says the Raiders, Raiders put uh, Marshawn Lynch. I think that you said that, too. Uh, he's on IR. So this is tank mode. This is Gruden owning the draft next year. This is Gruden. And when you have three picks and your first pick, like you said, is going to be the top three, top five, maybe number one, wherever it is, you don't need to use those extra picks to trade up and get the guy you want. You're going to get the guy you want. And then you're going to get two other players that are really top-notch players in this draft. So this could be how they turn it around. And he has to do this because he was given $100 million, $100 million to be this team's coach. And this isn't going to be how it works. So he's got to show ownership that, hey, we have a vision. You can't stick with this team. They've been underachievers before he got there. Three first-round picks is a great way to go about it. I know you lost Mac, and I know Raider fans, that rightfully so, should be mad about that trade. But uh, you got to look to the future here. Three first-round picks is definitely the biggest building block you can go to is the first round of the NFL draft. And you were talking about what Odell Beckham Jr. would be worth, and I know that you and Mike had a conversation about what he might or might not be worth depending on what side you're on. But it was weird because I didn't know that you guys had this conversation. If I did, I just didn't remember it. I was at softball yesterday, and two guys on my team are sitting next to me on the bench, and one of them saying that I got they got to trade Odell Beckham for Andrew Luck. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Odell's contract right now is untradeable. The Colts would never. Why the hell would the Colts? <laughs> Give up a franchise quarterback for a troubled wide receiver. Why the hell would they do it? I can't say that Andrew Luck's a franchise quarterback. No, 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 no. no. If we're going to get into it, why are you going to trade a 26-year-old, granted, head case, top talent wide receiver for a 29-year-old quarterback who has been broken down? You say quarterback like it's a bad thing. There, it's there's it at least a three year difference there. I don't know the month, so call it. It's at no, least no, no, no. I'm just saying the way you said quarterback. And he doesn't like, look too like broken a, down this year either. Well, his numbers awesome. are inflated from throwing 50 times a game. 
Five out of seven games, he's thrown 40 passes or more. If you would not rather a franchise quarterback for eight years. He's not a franchise quarterback. He is a franchise quarterback. He's 29 years old. You just said you admitted he was a franchise quarterback. Is Tom Brady a franchise quarterback? Because he's 12 years older than Andrew Luck. He was, but I'm not starting a team with him tomorrow. Well, you could start a team with Andrew Luck because you got eight more years behind him. You're going to have a quarterback at 38 years old? We have one right now. Yeah, how's that working out, Not Vinny? Not too good, but I'm right. like I So like why are we going to do it with younger. Andrew Luck? Because when, when Eli was 29, he was winning Super Bowl. Beckham doesn't oh. want to be here. That's a tough question if you ask him if he's happy here. He doesn't want to be here. Well, he's signed, so tough, you know and what. And Amari Cooper is getting a, a first-round pick worth. Imagine what this guy's going to get. And now you're sitting there and you're going to talk about Luck throwing so many passes. The completion percentage is 65%, which is really good. So it's not like just the yards are inflated. If that's your completion percentage, that's great. He's on pace for 4,500 yards. 46 touchdowns, and yesterday he only threw 23 passes, but threw for four touchdowns. And he's doing that behind a crappy offensive line. And with well. no, and he, and you know that offensive line is better than the Giants' offensive Okay, and what about line, their still receivers? Bad, what, still what, bad. what about those receivers? His receivers are garbage. T.Y. Hilton is, an, uh, is a notch under Odell. I'll give you that. Eric but Ebron is better. Been Eric Ebron's been better than Evan Ingram uh, career-wise. Uh, there's no question I mean, about and, that. And, I mean, Ingram has one year and two games in his career. He's been better than Evan Ingram, even when Evan Ingram plays. Mike, I I don't know. I thought that you just didn't like um, Andrew Luck because of his shoulder. But Who's another twenty-nine-year-old quarterback? I'm not willing to give up an age like that. A, so a you, wide receiver. You rather, you rather Justin Herbert, Morgan, than who's not coming out this year anyway. That's not official, but yes. I want to draft a quarterback, Vinny. I do. I want to draft a quarterback. I don't want Carr. I don't want uh, Andrew Luck. You I don't, don't want, want a sure thing, Andrew Luck. Who How is he a sure thing when he just missed an entire season with his shoulder? He had a concussion in 2016. He had a lacerated kidney where he missed games for. He had an admitted snowboarding incident he missed games for. How is he a sure he thing? He looks great this year. That's great, Rob. It's been seven games. Seven games. Let's bring them over. Let's talk about the top quarterbacks in football and if they're going anywhere soon. Matt Ryan, is he a franchise quarterback? He just got paid last year like a franchise quarterback. He How old is he now? 29? He's 33. He got paid as a 32-year-old of the biggest contract in the history of football. Aaron Rodgers, a year older than Matt Ryan. He just got that contract. Quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, though. Okay. I don't want to put him Luck, in. Andrew now, Luck was supposed listen. to be Let's up there. Put, well, he Andrew was supposed Luck's to got be, that but talent. he hasn't been. He's got that talent to be up there. You ask the Colts fan about this trade, they will piss in their pants laughing. They would never, never, ever, ever make trade. that trade. It, they never do this trade. For a Giant fan not to consider this trade, it blows my mind as well. Jim Irsay, he sure drinks a lot, but there's not enough alcohol in the world that would make him trade Andrew Luck for Odell Beckham Jr. And you know, Ken Newton's been a hot topic for me tonight. I but heard. He, he's 29 years old himself. I mean, he is. I don't want Cam either. I'm not saying With I the want injuries him, that Cam has battled, I don't but want But I'm him. saying for his age, it's not the age that's the problem. It's his style of football. We could all admit injuries. the Giants' offense has not been good this year. Is that correct? I mean, we're all willing that's, to that's admit that, see that, fine. That, and Odell Beckham is still on pace for career highs in receptions and yards. And, and imagine if at, for him. at 26 years old. And, and how is he going to do next year with, with the rookie quarterback? He can't do worse, Rob, right? I but mean, he could do better. Plays being if, this, if this trade were to go down, which is never going to happen, right. ever, ever going to happen, then the Giants can immediately address that offensive line. Andrew Luck immediately makes them a contender, especially in a very weak NFCs. The reason Andrew that the Luck Giants, makes the Giants a contender? 100%. Oh, my God. For what? Oh, Andrew so Luck is a top. Super Bowl. He's Are you out of your mind? Bowl, he makes them a Andrew Luck makes That's him a contender for the 100%. Super Bowl. 100%. Oh, my God. 100%. With that offensive line right now, he makes them a contender. Right this second? No, but when you draft an offensive line with your weak Oh, so now he'll be year. 30. We need, to, we need to get him through you this season, through play. spring uh, you know, training camp. And at 30 years old, Andrew Luck is now going to make the Giants a contender. I disagree with Vinny. Oh that they God. would that him alone is going to make them a Super Bowl contender because I don't think he's that much. I don't think it's all Eli. I think this offensive line with any even Aaron Rodgers. Is Andrew Luck could actually move. He he can, but and to Mike's point, he's one hit away from maybe another injury. But hey, the way that this league is going with the new rules, that might not happen. But number two, why Mike is thirty? This line of demarcation in your mind that quarterbacks are on the downside. It's not a downside for. Um, for Roethlisberger, for Rivers, for Rodgers, for Ryan. I'm just going through the list. For Brady, for Breeze. These guys are all in their mid to late 30s, and there has been no sign of a slowdown. Because why wouldn't we want to try out and uh, go out there and try and get just even – we don't know what Sam Darnold is, but I'll take Sam Darnold right now as a future Would you take him over Eli? I mean, over Odell? 
If the Giants wanted, to, I'm gonna If the Giants offered the Jets, um, I would strongly Odell consider that. Sam I really Donald. would. You'd rather Sam Darnold than. But you, I want, would rather the 21 year old that has shown us some promise that passed all his tests uh, in the combine but, off the chart. You do know there's a better chance of Giants winning a Super Bowl with Andrew Luck seven years than Sam Donald's 20, right? You uh, do I agree with that. Sam Donald will never be Andrew Luck. That's all I care Luck. about. He will never be Andrew. That's Luck. all I care about. Ever. But Mike, to the same point, you were also with us to take. Um, Saquon Barkley over Sam Donald. I was Donald. all over Saquon Barkley, absolutely. As you should be, the guy's and, and I think he's absolutely I think that's been the right pick. And I don't think we all. I know I didn't uh, think that the decline for Eli would have been this drastic to this point. I just don't think that Eli. Oh my God, what a run! I didn't see this game last night. That was a hell of a run by Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't think Eli's been good, and I stick up for him. I just don't think he's had much of a chance either. And I'll tell you this: since we're going to look at tonight's game, and then we got to go, you know, to other stuff, but. Yep. Um, if he can't get out there and put up a big number tonight offensively or a big game offensively, what is he doing? I thought he pulled out his pants. Uh, I think he pretended to because it was, was Randy Moss. Yeah, he was showing Moss. Uh, well, you shouldn't do anything. But um, if he doesn't do it this week, when's he ever going to do it again? Well, when's he going to do it? Then you're looking at – if you make this hypothetical trade with Andrew Luck – then you're looking at Sterling Shepard as your number one. You still have the good young tight end. That's fine. And you have Saquon Barkley. Why not get the quarterback next year in the draft and develop a quarterback with these young people? Because you could develop him, but he's not going to be as good as Andrew Luck. But how do you know uh, that? Because Andrew Luck is a special quarterback. And every single oh, season he's God. been healthy, he's been special. And I know we can get into the Gronk thing, too. Right. My argument for Luck is very adjacent to your argument But he has Gronk. to stay healthy. And how do you know that's going to happen, especially you don't know with that the with anybody offensive line? In you this, the whole year off. you got to hope that's enough right. that In this sport, any single player is one play away from their career ending. That's the nature of football. You could say that about the rookie quarterback the Giants take next year. You could, that Rob, about but, Saquon or Sam Donald. But I'm sure there's a mathematical probability out there of what's a higher risk, a wide receiver getting a career-ending injury or a quarterback getting a high And uh, You're right, uh, maybe, but the, the wide receivers are the ones that have to go across the middle, right? Right. I'm guessing but, it's the quarterback. Okay, and if it is the quarterback that has a higher – by the way, quarterbacks last longer in the league than wide receivers by average age. And they're getting babied more and more. But here's number two. I'll counter that with what's more important, the quarterback or the wide receiver. What would you rather have, the great wide receiver or the great quarterback? That's how I'll counter that. I'll take the great quarterback, but I don't want Andrew Luck with all of the injuries. If he didn't have all of the injury history, I would consider it. But you're taking a guy that is coming off all these injuries that just showed you seven games. It's the, it would be the ultimate sell high for them. Okay, so last year he missed Seven the whole season, games. right? We had the shoulder injury. Uh, you were, to all of our viewers and listeners out there, nobody was more spot on than you that he wasn't going to play last season. You said like over under of like seven games. Well, right. the under hit because it was zero. Now right. I doubled down. You were completely I right. I doubled you down. doubled down on it this year, <laughs> and did. I think that it's made you of there. I think it's made you more anti luck than you normally would be if you hadn't doubled down if you didn't have the show. Now, that being said, even if I'm wrong about that, and I've been wrong, trust me, I've been wrong all the time. I'm Tavares. <laughs> right. Last year, he didn't play. The year before he played, he threw for 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 13 picks. He is going to blow those numbers away. Quarterback rating higher this year, the completion percentage higher, so it's not just the volume of passes. The numbers, and if anything, it shows you his shoulder's good that he can throw the ball that much. And now we can fight about this till 7.30 when we go off the air Which on over the top to sports radio. And it doesn't matter because the Giants aren't mm-hmm. going to get offered this trade. And the, and, and the, the Colts aren't going to offer this trade. And, and I don't think they would take it. Um, but I, I think I'd have to. And I've been an Odell guy. I was happy when he resigned. But he is becoming such a cancer. And if you remember 2007, Jeremy Shockey had been such a cancer. And he was so damn good. He was one of the best tight ends in the league. I love Odell Beckham. I'm sorry. I love Jeremy Shockey. They just showed a highlight package of Shockey. He made a catch yes. against Atlanta, and I'm just like, let's go. Because I love – he talked shit. He was a good player. He was from Miami. He brought an attitude, but he was a cancer. And as soon as he got hurt, and we talked to his backup on over the top a couple of months ago, what happened? They came together as a unit. They won a Super Bowl. He never played for them again, and he was never relevant in the league again. Odell Beckham is better than Jeremy Shockey. Of course. So I'm not saying he won't be relevant in the league. Agreed. But – I'm just saying, sometimes, you know, he's a cancer. You're never going to have to hear a bad peep out of Andrew Luck's word, uh, mouth. Last, last question I'll have for Mike is this. Yep. <laughs> would you hate that you had to root for him as a Giants fan? Absolutely not. <laughs> you if would, they somehow kept Odell and you were able be to him, I would be fine excited? with it. I would be fine with it. 
I'm not willing to give up Odell for luck. That's my point. Mm. If the money was all whatever, and you're able to bring him in on a reasonable contract, or even his contract, his if you contract's made it work, untradeable, by the way. Oh, it's horrible. Well, I, don't see, I don't want to see you putting down Odell when he does his stupid off-field stuff and his stupid sideline uh, antics, because you favor him very much so now. I feel, I, I'm, to, to Mike, I, I favor Odell, too, and I just hate the, I hate the antics, too. But I give him the benefit of the doubt all the time because of his talent, but, I mean, look at this year. He didn't help them go the right direction they needed to go. He just too much about himself, and, and it is sad that a guy like that, you know, that that's what. And I, I hate saying it that way, but we're stuck with. And there's no way we, we can get um, Andrew Luck anyway because his cap hit, twenty four million this year, goes up to twenty seven, then up to twenty eight. Well, you need to get a deal twenty one. You know, well, somebody else and some. That's fine, but then like, how? Where are you if you're using twenty eight million dollars of your cap hit on one player? I agree with you. Plus, Rob. you're paying some of these other guys out, on defense. You have to buy a burden. Right, and now you're hurting your defense. Or restructure somehow. And there's always ways, but now how are you going to really build this great line? With and I think that's been one of the problems with the Colts lately is that he is such a big part of their salary cap that they're unable to spend the money to make the rest of their team good around him. I agree because I truly think he's a great player. Uh, Chris has been jumping in too, real quick. If the Cats are so gun shy about Luck's future. Give Kaepernick a phone call and get it over with. Listen. All right. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) If Derek Anderson can't come off the street and be a quarterback, why are we assuming that Colin Kaepernick can come off the street and be a quarterback? That's my – I'm serious about that. You're not wrong, but I'll say this too. Colin Kaepernick cannot be worse than Nate Peterman. And Nate Peterman has a job. That's fine. I'm not a Kaepernick guy, but – That's fine, but I don't see Nate Peterman drawing in any sort of positive or negative publicity. I'm sure he just sits in the corner and waits for his time to go out there and throw an interception. If Derek Anderson can't come off the street and do it, why are we assuming Colin Kaepernick can? Derek Anderson also never went to the Super Bowl. Um, the Giants' offensive line is as good as one in Detroit. Uh, Stafford's, made, Stafford's made of glass. You put a rookie behind a Giants' offensive line next year, he's going to get killed. We, we probably Agreed. agree with that. But I'll also say this. There's also you know a lot of time in next offseason for the Giants to – Make some moves on the offensive line. You would the, think the draft again. You have to get at least one. Yeah, they're going to have. This right. round is automatically an offensive line. That's not true. Automatic. Absolutely. I started to answer before yeah. that. Um, Chris says because Kaepernick's been keeping in shape during his time off season, get rusty. I'll oh, say this, okay. Chris. Playing football or what? I mean, jogging. There's Come a big on. difference between, between being in shape and then playing at NFL speed. And let's not forget that Kaepernick wasn't playing very good football when this all happened. Um, but I'm not, I don't really want to get into the whole Kaepernick debate right now. We have so much other stuff going on. Um, what is this? Okay. Um, you want to look, look at last, uh, this, this past uh, week, or are we going to go on the Gronk thing? Whatever you want. You're the host, bro. <laughs> we all are in this together. Um, You're the host. You know, we, we, as much as we agree, it's weird when uh, we have a disagreement on the show. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that we hated yesterday. Mike, I know you put out a poll or – or a question on Twitter. Who are some of the answers that our followers said that bothered them or made them the most upset yesterday? I want to hear your guys, and then I'll give out the thing that made me the most angry. Or, well, I don't know how you worded it, Mike. What was it? Uh, uh, the worst thing you saw yesterday the in the NFL thing. game. All right, so what did some of our viewers think? Uh, the Jaguars. These are all quotes. The Jaguars, the Eagles defense, Kansas City not kicking the field goal and the over not hitting, Jason Garrett's time management and the penalty call on the Cowboys' uh, field goal attempt that would have tied the game. No, I saw that one. So I want to know if they're mad at the call or the fact that he did it. No, they're mad at the call. They thought it was no penalty. Okay. Um, Out of those, um, you guys have a different one? I I I had Justin Tucker missing the extra point. (laughs) That was mine. Is that a financial? uh, Obviously, everything goes a little financially for me. But, I mean, this is a a week that was loaded with four traps. And I'll tell you what, Vegas got destroyed this week. They got destroyed. There's a lot of traps that didn't happen. The Patriots were supposed to lose to the Bears. The Ravens were supposed to lose to the uh, Saints. The Jets were supposed to beat the Vikings. And you can even say the Redskins. There's also the other ones in there, too. The Jets were not supposed to beat the Vikings. Well, obviously not supposed to, but why not three? Fishy line to they just with. gave me money by being the Vikings are going to They were dumb. They messed up. They messed up on a lot of things. And Justin Tucker, the Ravens could have came back there, put this game into overtime, and the Saints needed a typical Sean Payton ballsy call, uh, fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. He goes for a touchdown and put him up to seven. The Ravens go out there. They tie the game with 23 seconds left. And Justin Tucker, of all people, Mr. Automatic, misses the extra. Now, before Mike gives his, I just want to say my big Twitter fight today. Be- 
was because Justin Tucker came out after the game and said, hey, first of all, he's never missed an extra point in his Ever. entire life, and he's never missed a field goal from a field, not an extra point, a field right. goal from that yardage or below in his last 300-plus kicks. Correct. So he has been Mr. Consistent. He's been a great – if there's a Hall of Fame with kickers, he's going to be in it because of it. Um, and he last night said, hey, I want to go to the podium and meet the media. He took the blame for the loss. And all I have to say is there's some guys in the NFL – Yes, Cam Newton's one of them, and I guess that's racially charged because I can't say anything bad about Cam Newton, but um, that could have learned something from him because that's what a professional does, and he didn't have to do that because Justin Tucker has won them a lot more games than the one he lost to them yesterday. Right. And he volunteered. He wanted to be And that, to me, that's a professional, and that's a leader in that locker room is saying, hey, I'll face the music, I'll face the media. And to me, unlike that was one – unlike Cam Newton and unlike <laughs> other people in sports, white guys too. It's not just that, but Cam Newton's the first guy that comes to mind because after his dismal Super Bowl, where he didn't want any part of a loose fumble right in front of him right. with the game on the line, he decides to walk off the interview set. And I'm sorry, to me, that's classless, and that's being a sore loser, and that looks bad because Cam's the first and guy out there. the quarterback face of the team. Yeah. No, you, that's your job in the locker room. That comes with right. the job of being the team leader and the quarterback and being the face of a franchise. You have to be the face in the good and the bad times. 100%. And he was up there. He won the MVP that year. He had a great football year, a great year. And he was up there every week after he was putting up 50 fantasy points to answer every question about how great he was. And then he didn't. And you know what? Justin Tucker did the opposite when it was tough. That's a tough time. And a kicker, usually, they can duck the question. They can get out of it easily, and he didn't. So that's, to me, it might have been your worst moment, but it was one of the best moments yesterday. Fair point. Best moments yesterday that he actually did that. And I would say that about anybody of any race at any position on any team except the Cowboys. Tucker hasn't missed an extra point since high school, he said. So that's uh, that's pretty crazy. My uh, the worst thing I saw yesterday was the Chargers Titans, and the Titans go in touchdown within one to tie the game, and Mike Vrabel goes for two. They don't get it. They lose the game right there instead of taking the game to overtime and trying to win it in overtime. You don't know what can happen there. You get one stop. You have one of the better kickers in the league, and Ryan Suckup. Maybe he makes a field goal. Maybe you win that game. But trying to go for two there to put it all on the line. Uh, you know, look at rookie coach. I don't like the move at all. That's I what, liked it a lot, actually. Oh, stop! I did. I mean, who has a better offense? You're going to overtime. The first score of wins potentially, obviously, the field goal touchdown. Pass. Having no faith in your defense. The Chargers have a severely better offense than the Titans. So the Titans had two cracks at the two point conversion and didn't get either one. One came back on a penalty. The other yep. one was failed. Didn't like it at all. You go for the tie there. You take it to overtime. You don't know what can happen there. Maybe you win the coin toss. You get the ball. You score a touchdown. You have no idea. He had no faith in his offense. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why I went for two. Well, that was my moment. So, uh, I hated that the most, too. You the Browns' go... offense was horrible for the first half. I you mean, don't go for two there. one of the worst things I saw. You don't go for two there. And then after the game, Brabel said, if we had scored the minute or minute and a half left, we kick the extra point, and we take our chance with defense on the field. Mm. Well, if you trust your defense in a minute or in a minute and a half to keep San Diego, I'm sorry, L.A., from coming down the field to kick a field goal, why don't you trust them in overtime? Why do you, only, why do you not even give them a chance then? You're going to go for two, and they had, a, they had an out because the first two-point conversion, which was an ugly play, they got bailed out on a defensive hold. Yep. They had another chance to do it. After seeing how badly that that failed, they should be like, hey, we took the chance. We have another chance. Let's get this game to overtime, and they didn't do it. I just thought it was bad coaching. And Mike I don't Rabel like has had a really good year coaching the Tennessee Titans, honestly. He went for it all there. Uh, he, he paid off. If it paid off, he was going to look like a genius doing that, but it didn't, and now he looks he looks a little dumb over there. It's still a very tight AFC South. But uh, moving on to the Chargers, very no. quietly, only one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and they haven't had their best player, Nick Bosa, back yet. And, Phil, you want to talk about quarterbacks having a year. Phillip Rivers might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks because he hasn't won the Super Bowl like Ben and Eli in that draft class. But Phillip Rivers is quietly putting together one of the best statistical quarterback he years. He puts together a great year every year. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's older than Andrew Luck. And he didn't have his top running back yesterday. That, well, that's what he said. They didn't have their best player. Melvin I Gordon's thought he meant Bosa. I, I didn't mean Bosa. No, I know, but I, but I was going to say Melvin Gordon's been their best player. That, he that did too, say though. Bosa. But, um, well, it was ugly. Um. Yeah, I mean, Rivers has been doing it. He's the one guy in that quarterback class that hasn't won the Super Bowl. He might be the, guy, the most consistent fantasy guy of all of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're a Chargers fan, you don't care about the fantasy. You care about, you know, the Super Bowls. If you're a Giants fan, you don't care what Eli, that Eli's been a marginal quarterback at best in fantasy. You care about the Super Bowls. So he hasn't done it. They have a very good chance this year. They got off to a little bit of a rough start, but they really found their way. 
Now they have an extra week after London. They can get healthy again. Bosa should be coming back soon. Gordon gets the extra week of rest. They yep. won the game with Eckler in the backfield. That was big for them. And it's a big loss for the Titans because four and three is much different than three and four in that division, especially now that Houston won again. And they started 0-3 after mm-hmm. losing to the Giants. And now Houston is in first place in that division, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, and uh, that goes to show you that when you're 0-3, and we saw that back-to-back years as Giants fans, that you're not officially out, especially in a weak division like the NFC East or even uh, the AFC South here. I mean, people thought the Jaguars would be a lot better, but they are struggling now. They're kind of being exposed, and they're not that team they were last year. We all know the quarterback thing deal over there with Blake Bortles not being all that good. The Texans have a lot of promise. They didn't die down after being 0-3. They come back, they rally, they went four straight. And one of the followers said the Eagles' defense is one of the worst things he saw. I thought it was one of the best things I saw. Are you kidding me? To watch that team, that arrogant, <laughs> arrogant team just collapse like that was one of the best things I saw yesterday. I got to say, Doug Peterson, and it never bites him in the ass, he goes for it on fourth down so much. Yep. And that team always converts yep. on fourth down. It, it seems to be those outplays and uh, Alshon Jeffrey on the sidelines. All the time seem to always find a way to convert on fourth down. Not on, when the game was on the line and the team was expecting it. Did not work out for them at the end. 17 unanswered points by the Carolina I'm sorry, 21 unanswered yes. points by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and they're showing some stuff on TV with Eli Manning and how little time he has in the pocket with this offensive line. Uh, listen, Andrew Luck can change that. He can't, but he'll be there a lot longer than Eli. We all can agree that Eli, at most, at the very, very most, only be there next year. If he even gets in that, I don't think he gets there. I'm even if he gets there. Whereas Andrew Luck would be here for seven or eight years. So to me, that, you know, it's not an Eli for Luck thing. It's Eli for somebody, right? I mean, we all know Eli's on his way out. Um, You hope that, you know, he can have a good last nine or ten games this year and salvage his career. Does he make Jacksonville a contender? I think their offensive line has been pretty bad, too. Uh, I, I, think with, I think without Leonard Fournette, they're in a lot of trouble. So I don't think anybody's going to be as good without Fournette as with him. But they are definitely have a better line than the Giants. But, guys, I said it all summer. You know that. I thought the Jaguars were due to have a crappy year. They talked too much trash this summer. They're still the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Don't talk about being 16-0. and 0. Jalen Ramsey made every – he put bulletin board material – for all 31 other teams in the yes, NFL talking trash about them because they're so damn cocky, and you're still the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are a joke and of a franchise. There's another guy, defensive leader, goes out there when things are going bad. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe I, I should have. want to talk. And maybe if I were, how to shut up. What if I replaced, you know, Cam Newton with um with what's this Jalen Ramsey's name in my tweet? Would I? Would people have still gotten mad? Probably. But I'm right, and we're all right about it. You can't do that. You're going to talk trash all year, and that's why they're three and four. And I, I said it before week one that this team – I mean, you were right. They beat the Giants. Great. I mean, great for you that you Patriots were right. Too. Uh, but there's – they, they, they didn't look right. good against the Giants. The Giants looked bad that day. Right. They didn't look like they had found anything. The Patriots looked bad too. So maybe it was just fool's gold. Maybe. Speaking of fool's gold and the Patriots looking bad, you know, it took a blocked punt. And a, and a kickoff return to score two touchdowns against Trubisky's That's Bears That's what you got to do to find a winning soldier field against <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, the truth. Oh, yeah. Uh, these special team touchdowns. Mitch Trubisky outperformed the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, come a yard shy. It was a great Hail Mary. Kevin White. It was awesome. It was uh, everybody jumping out. But Josh Short, but a uh, great game play by the Bears. They really, you could say, they should have beat the Patriots if it wasn't for two special teams mishaps. Uh, Chris says he took great pleasure in watching Ramsey eat crow after Sunday's game. He ate the crow, but sometimes he runs away from it. I love it, too. Uh, he talks too much, and he'll learn. You would hope he would learn, but I thought that uh, Odell Beckham would learn, and he hasn't by now. A couple takes from this game, Mike. Um, Sony Michelle injury. Any uh, news on his MRI today? Supposedly it's not as bad as they thought. There's nothing torn. Uh, it's going to be week to week. He's not going to play next week against the Bills, but – after that, it's very questionable. He can only miss maybe one week, two weeks, and it's really only James White and uh, and Barner on that roster. So it's going to James be one White day. had a day. He did. Mike Gillisley is still a free agent. He knows the system. He knows Belichick. So maybe he gets signed in the interim. But uh, it's going to be James White, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan back to relevance. It's going to be short little passes instead of a run game. Um, and also before the Jets game uh, yesterday, uh, Pryor was released. Um, I think it was Saturday after our show. Yep. So uh, the, the friendliest Jets, release of all time. 
Yeah, it was basically like, hey, but you, you can help for a couple people. weeks. We'll take you back, right. Well, he doesn't, but he also doesn't have to come back now. No, he had no, a touchdown in back-to-back games. Hey, he had a touchdown in back-to-back games. Um, touchdown and back-to-back games for him. And, uh, you know, the Jets without him uh, got smoked by the Vikings. I know you spoke a little bit on it. It was a little bit of a fishy line. But the game script played out the way that you would think. It was dealing with a long touchdown to start the game. Uh, Cousins and uh, that offense, you know, found a way to put up 37 points, even though they didn't put up great numbers. And uh, in the end, they were just too much. Sam Darnold looked very much like a rookie quarterback against that Vikings defense. That's the defense we thought we'd see against the Bills in week three. Right. And we didn't see. They looked very good yesterday. Yeah, maybe the defense is starting to figure it out. You're right. They absolutely abused Sam Darnold. Adam Thielen, I think it's safe to call him the best receiver in football because he is the best receiver in football. Still no Dalvin Cook. Murray had the two touchdowns. But you're right. This line, um, it should have been much higher. And I think that they were giving the Jets too much credit. And they were taking away credit from that Vikings defense, which, again, looks like they're starting to turn the corner. Vikings defense, definitely the story out of this. I know the Vikings ended up putting up 37 points here. And uh, Cousins wasn't, you know, spectacular, but he was good. And Sam Murray, who busted out a couple long runs in the fourth quarter. But um, Sam Darnold, this is probably his worst game in the pros. Agreed. Because that guy did not look good. He missed a lot of throws. He really looked like that rookie. And it could also go in hands with the Vikings maybe getting their mojo back on defense. But uh, easily, Darnold did not perform well in this game at all. And you wonder, was it the Vikings? And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's his first game in cold weather. Well, you're playing at Giant Stadium. You're going to play a lot of games in much colder weather with much more elements and, than that. Another so you better toughen up real quick. <clears throat> well, we all were on the same page with that. Lions and Dolphins yesterday, Brock Osweiler um, kept them in the game for a little bit. But on Johnson had such a big start to this game, Mike, and uh, – Detroit kind of, you know, no pun intended, ran away with it. This was one of the ones I had wrong on Twitter when asked about, uh, you know, running games and matchups. Uh, listen, when you ask me about on Johnson and someone on the same page, I'm going to take the other guy just based off the Lions' uh, history with running backs. And you still see Blunt getting the goal line touches. But bottom line is I had it wrong. on Johnson looked awesome. From the get-go, he had 100 yards after uh, the first like quarter. Carries. Yeah, he looked absolutely ridic- ridiculous. That team just carved up the Dolphins. But my takeaway from this game is I'm still not impressed by either team. I think the Lions just beat up on a bad Dolphin team. I don't think the Lions are a good team. I think it's more uh, Brock Tober is just not going to be <laughs> producing anything over there for the Dolphins. He's going to be going at it again next week against his former team, the Texans, on Thursday night. Uh, so that should be interesting. And I think, the Texans, I think the Texans D has picked up big time, too. So I love them in any capacity to play them on Thursday night. They're going to have some. They're going to have their way with Brock Osweiler. Let's put it that way. But the Lions – they didn't look great, but they didn't beat themselves, and that's all you really got to do against Brock Osweiler so the Lions get the W. We didn't talk a lot about – I mean, we already talked a lot about Derek Anderson and Andrew Luck as they went head-to-head in the Colts' 37-5 to win over the Bills, um, putting both teams at 2-5. and five. I don't know if either one um, is going to go any further than that. Um, Anderson with three picks, but he gets the starting nod again this week. Uh, my one takeaway, and we started to see it last week. We said it on the show on Saturday. Marlon Mack looked good against the Jets. He looked even better, and I know it was the Bills, but he looked even better yesterday. He looked awesome, and if he's out on your wire, he's probably worth the number one claim if you have it. Um, he's out there in a few wires, so you definitely want to take a look at that. Hines' role was reduced. Um, who's the other running back that was in the pass catching Well, Wilkins. Yep, Wilkins. Their both roles were reduced. It was really Mack, and he almost had another touchdown. He was stopped at the goal line, so uh, he's going to get the ball there. Um Listen, and Sean McCoy injured too. Yeah, game. the concussion. He hopefully he'll be back this week as well. Hopefully he doesn't miss time. The takeaway is you feel bad for Derek Anderson because he's basically fed to the wolves right now, just keeping Allen's place warm. So uh, I, I mean, the beating that he took and stayed in did not have to throw the ball forty times, and he still gets four touchdowns in this one. Uh, going to give a running game like Mayfield a pretty dangerous offense, especially if the offense can keep up and keep a balanced pass to the Colts with a big win over the Bills. A couple of passes in that game, so I know he caught at least one. I thought maybe he had two, but we'll have to look. Hilton had two, I thought. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So he yeah. did have a couple. Yeah. So he got his big target back, and he threw six incompletions and four touchdowns. That's pretty damn good. Took away from the Ebron, even by Mike's standards. That's last thing good. on the call. Yeah, last thing on the call. Jack Doyle's probably on the waiver wire. I'm thinking maybe two to three weeks. He's back. He was Luck's favorite target when he's healthy, so I would absolutely try to be stashing him if I could. And you would think that Ebron goes down a little bit when Doyle he does, back. but I'm he's sure with him? how weak tight ends are, they're both going to be on that low uh, tight end one, you know, scale. Down there, like with Gronk, right? right? 
I well. <laughs> anyway, uh, we talked a little bit but, about uh, the sneak that one in there. Uh, about that's what we do here on Over the Top Sports. Panthers and Eagles. We talked about it uh, when we talked about things we hated the most. Um, as a Giants fan, it was awesome to see the Eagles uh, go down like that. Panthers showed something. Um, pretty much just uh, you know to go on the road and score 21 points in the fourth quarter. I know he's black, so I'm not allowed to say this, but good job by Cam Newton and that offense getting it done. I mean, I, I don't want to, you well, know. Those, those three drives, they were all from, uh, they were, one was 68 yards, the other two yeah. were 80 plus yards. So they did it all in the fourth quarter. And I, that The guy was obviously an Eagle fan who said, where's going to happen? The Eagles defense big time choke. And he's, Cam Newton's doing it with scrubs. Curtis Samuel sucks. Punches sucks. Olsen, he's, never, he's never really had great weapons. No, uh, just Steve Smith. Uh, right. Olsen's a shell of himself. McCaffrey's phenomenal, but you know Cam Newton's doing it with probably the worst receiving core uh, that he's ever had. Um, if this was the NHL, the Cleveland Browns would make the playoffs because they would get all these points for losing in overtime. Yeah. Uh, it's their fourth <laughs> overtime game in seven games. Uh, they lose to the Buccaneers in a crazy game that went back and forth, back and forth. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the Buccaneers' defense played a lot better than they had been, but the Browns were able to come down the field get a touchdown from Landry, scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, this um, force overtime. Both teams had the ball like three times in OT uh, before uh, Canizaro, who missed a field goal to win the game from like 30 yards, yeah. hit like a 55-yarder to win it in overtime. Um, 59, the, 59. The takeaway yeah, wow. after this game was that Hugh Jackson thinks he needs to be involved in the play calling. And I don't think the problem is, is that uh, – is, is the problem is Hugh Jackson. Uh, we don't need yeah. more of Hugh Jackson. We need no Hugh Jackson. <laughs> That's the problem here. I don't need him playing, calling plays. Are you kidding me? I need you, Jackson, gone. And then the Browns might start developing something over there. He's got to go. The Browns had the – they were trailing all game. A very, very bad first half, as you guys mentioned. But they also had a chance in uh, overtime late in the fourth. Uh, they got stuffed on the goal line. They uh, fumbled right in front of the first down. Which was horrible. The Baker Mayfield so, taking it himself was horrible. Yeah, yeah, fumbled right before that uh, yard stick oh. and it ended up being a turnover on down. So the Browns, they're still the Browns until they're not the Browns. <laughs> Seven um, straight week. Uh, oh, every week we've had an overtime game. I think the Browns are responsible for four of them, you said, right? Uh, yeah, four, four overtime games. The record in the NFL is five, and we're not even halfway through this. Oh, season. they're going to get it. <laughs> um, they're, like they're, they're good enough, but they can't close it. Yeah. Nick uh, Chubb in his first game is the starter without Carlos Hyde there. 18 for 81 touchdown. It was it was a decent points week in fantasy, but it was a quiet points week. I think he's only going to get better. He should only get better, but it is concerning because the Buccaneers' defense looked good yesterday, and that is not a good defense. So um, they had a, they had the bye week too to play with, and it was the Browns still. So I, I was think, expecting more of Duke Johnson. You didn't see him, and this comes down to this is not play calling. This is just using your players here. You're trailing. You should have uh, had a little Johnson, a little more explosiveness, more pass catcher. Not looked at at all. Callaway still not getting involved and. I don't know if it's Todd Haley. I know that Ben had problems with him in Pittsburgh. But, um, again, the answer cannot be more you, Jackson. I don't disagree with you there, Mike. I agree. We're friends again. Um, we right. talked about it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we talked about the game. But he did uh, burn Ramsey for that one-handed touchdown. Two so times. He gets him a couple times yesterday. Uh, not not uh, DeAndre's best game statistically. But Lamar he got Miller the finally game. puts up worthy yeah, numbers. Yeah, he's yards. Up. <laughs> 100 yards and a touchdown. We also talked about the Saints and Ravens game. Not much more to talk about. Let's, that was uh, a great game. It was a great game. You got the John Brown right for our Twitter follower. Twitter followers, uh, Joe Flacco, another very good game. Um, he is a guy that's putting up numbers against a lot of bad defenses coming up. That he's in a two quarterback league. I'm telling you, I know you might not love him, but he's got such an easy schedule coming up. Um, that he's going to be able to put up numbers. And uh, they lose that game. And when they were winning it in the fourth quarter, we had people saying to us, you know, are they the best team in the AFC? Mm. I don't think they are. But um, they were that, you know, extra point away from having a chance to be 5-2. Had win get... that game, you might be saying that in the North at least. I agree. Maybe. Keeps the Steelers alive. Hadn't given up a touchdown in the second half all season long, the Ravens, and then gave up 17 points yesterday there in the fourth quarter. Just yeah. Drew Brees, man, he he's a special quarterback. And Sean Payton's gambles paid off. And he got number yeah. five hundred yesterday. As they so normally do, believe it or not. Yeah. So another milestone for um, Drew Brees' five hundredth touchdown pass. He's going to start passing uh, the very few names ahead of him if uh, in the next year or One two. One of them is active. One of them is active. Um, I I think that Brees has more years left in him than uh, that active quarterback you're talking about. We'll see. Um, Rams absolutely killed the Niners. The minus nine was an easy I had win. I this one wrong. Oh, I, thought, I thought Redhead was going to cover. No, I was. Uh, I think that was my five and five, four, three, two, one. I was. I mean, but I've been on the Rams like been blowing yeah. them since August. So 
39 to 10, three more touchdowns for Mr. Todd Gurley. Jared Goff threw a couple of touchdowns. The only thing out of the Niners was you could still see George Kittle's got a lot of talent in tight end. He does, and he's going to get fed from Breadhead. He, he certainly is. So you have to like Kittle as a, as a bottom-tier tight end one. The Rams' most complete team, but this week they have a nice test coming up. They're at home, but it's the Green Bay Packers. Not a test at all. They're going to oh. have their way with that overrated team over there. That's, That's a, a team that can score Rams with versus any other Packers, team. do you want to know the line of that game? Uh, I'm guessing five and a half. Where's the game? L.A. It's in, it's in L.A. Um, I'll, I'll say seven. It's nine. Wow. Nine. Double That's six. BS. That's, Aaron Rodgers That's the threat. same line they had against the Niners. That's crap. Yeah, That's but now the Rams are home. <laughs> Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Not not their quarterback, who's still the best no, quarterback, quarterback in football. Not their quarterback, but their team. It's crap. That's backdoor cover written all over it when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. No, it's the Rams cover. I know Vegas wants you to take the Packers there. I know they do. Uh-huh. They're but, begging you to take the Packers. Yeah, that's begging. what I'm saying. But uh, they were begging you to take a lot of teams this week, and they all ended up not work working out. Rams are 7-0 and as they hit the midway point coming up next week. Last game during the day slate was the Cowboys and Redskins. We talked about it before. Cowboys, they showed up to the game too late. They got down by 10 points after Dak Prescott fumbled at the goal line. The Redskins uh, awesome. return it. Dak is terrible. He's awesome. such garbage. And uh, they look bad. The Redskins, by the way, they're really, really close, especially if the Giants lose tonight and uh, they can get the Giants next week at a 1-6 Giants. They're close to being able to run away with the NFC East. How is that possible? They are. They're playing better defense than expected. AP is ageless, running the ball. He looks awesome. You know Thompson will be coming back. Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over. He's been good. He's not even getting Reed that involved yet. He's spreading the ball around. They're underrated. I have them as one of the worst five teams in football heading into the year. The Dallas Cowboys completely outplayed the Redskins in the second half. They did. Dak Prescott handed them a touchdown. Might as well just place that ball on the end zone (laughs) and let them pick it up. That's pretty much what he did. And then at the end, Everybody's complaining about the uh, the snap call. It was bullshit. Dak Prescott could have spiked the ball. Tony Romo called him right out on it, too. He could have spiked that ball, took a shot, and keep that timeout in his pocket. Instead, they just call the timeout. The penalty backs him <laughs> up five yards. You just knew they were going to miss it after the five-yard penalty. And the kicker did. He Not only it. that, they ran a play with Ezekiel Elliott. They ran a draw. They ran a draw. To- but not yeah. to- It's been an it's awesome offense. That's the quarterback's time to go out there and make things happen. It's been an Needs awesome. Needs to be more aware. Well, and Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper is not going to make this team any better either. They're, they're taking a first-round pick wide receiver. They gave up a first-round pick for this wide receiver. And where has he been this season? He had one decent game. He's had two games where he's put up zero fantasy points. And this guy might be done. Who knows who Amari Cooper is? And now he's going to a worse a quarterback team. I don't like this trade at all. I think Dallas is cuckoo for doing this trade. It's unbelievable. It's been a great 24 hours if you're a Cowboys hater. It really has. <laughs> they've they... hit on most of their first-round picks the past two years if you look them up. But it, I Really, it's a horrible trade. Uh, well, they won't get to make one this year. So that's good for us. One less first-round pick in the NFC East. Um, you know, those that one-in-five Giants team. Yeah. You know, who has to face. Uh, and the Chiefs. Um, they continue to be awesome. Six and one now, 45-10 went over the Bengals. Mahomes was great again. Kareem Hunt is having a top five running back yep. year again. Last year he got up to that start, and then he had the lull in the middle of the Quietly year. Quietly, too, because no, of the Bengals. Yes. Yeah, no lull this year for him. Right. He's taking the pressure off, and it's a great point. And uh, two of them were receiving, which is awesome to see, too. This is the guy that led the league in rushing last year. Two receiving touchdowns yesterday. The defense has been better than expected. If Eric Berry is able to come back healthy, uh, you know, listen, we all understand Andy Reid's team starts to slow down at some point and fail to get in the playoffs or blow it in the playoffs or blow it in the Super Bowl. However, there's some – I mean, Mahomes has taken this city over. He has never – Andy Reid's never had a more talented quarterback, and that is a shot at you, Donovan McNabb. That's the fact, though. He's never had a more talented quarterback and more pieces better than he has around them. Agreed. Not- Westbrook and T.O. and McNabb were not better than Kareem Hunt, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. He's loaded over there. Agreed. Absolutely loaded. And uh, disappointing the Bengals coming out there. I know Arrowhead's a tough place to play, especially primetime TV. But the Chiefs defense isn't all that great, especially without your boy Eric Berry. Uh, they only put up 10 points against the Chiefs. They stood no chance in this game. And uh, uh, while we're on this game, sorry, Rob, 
Chris Collinsworth defending Marvin Lewis is one. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to take back one of the worst things I saw yesterday. Maybe uh, he empties out the piggy bank in that first uh, game of January. <laughs> a 500 coach with how many years he's been there, and Collinsworth is going to defend him? Just a horrible, horrible job. Worst thing I heard yesterday. I didn't hear the game. I had hockey last night with uh, HC. We had a game last night, so I didn't get to hear any of that stuff. He, uh, he had one rough fall, <laughs> one pretty, pretty funny fall, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Uh, skating down by the boards with the puck, and all of a sudden it looked like he got shot. His legs went in the air, his stick went flying. Well, the I, I didn't anywhere. see that, but at least he won fifty dollars on his first ever bet. I saw that. Did he really? He made a bet. Houston Rockets. What did he bet? Just money line? He bet um with the three and a half. They defeated wow. the Lakers. And uh, does, he, does he have an account now? No, no account. He put it on the Jets like an idiot. <laughs> so what did he do? He, he gave uh, a friend of his that may or may not be a bookie 50 bucks and said, hey, bet this. I'll give you the winnings if you win. And then he The let, bookie got him right with basketball. Then he did his own thing. With then he let it ride with the Jets. Well, that's <laughs> Went to the heart. Vegas always wins. Uh, just a couple of minutes. I thought he was going to win the bet, though. Uh, just a couple of minutes to go. Um, still no Le'Veon Bell at Steelers no. camp. And they don't know when he's reporting. Uh, Adam Schefter said today his guess, if he had to guess, is after Tuesday at 4 o'clock next week. That's the trade deadline. He does not want to be traded. He can come in at 4.01, sign his tender, take his physical, and then he gets his money without being traded. Does he lose eight game checks? He does. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So yeah. it's, it's a prorated um, yes, franchise tag. Yep. Okay. And, uh, Mike, you ran a poll. Did you see the results I have yet? not seen the results. I have. Okay. We've only had 44 votes. Someone tells okay. me it's not in Mike's favor. Oh, I'm sure. I want to bring it up. Rob's very excited to bring oh, yeah. it up. I just want to guess what percentage you would say that they would take luck for Odell. I would say 65% are willing to take luck for Odell. And what do you think? I would say, since we're a New York market, mm-hmm. I'm going to hope that it's over 85%. Would take luck for right. Odell. Well, you're a little high. <laughs> all right. Well, my, all right. My my guess though, uh, my hope was 85. I'll go 75 percent. Right on. It was 75 before. Now it's 71. So uh, a couple so of votes made. Just got Odell in there. A couple of we had four votes since I had last looked and went uh, down a little bit. A couple maybe Mike had his phone next to him. I don't know on his burner account. Uh, Rob, I did it. <laughs> I like how you only asked Giants fans, knowing that if you included Colts fans in there. I tagged it. No, 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 no. no. It I tagged them also. So <laughs> let them vote as well. But you said, um, as a Giants fan, the one person that answered was Cheesehead that said, I am not a Giants fan. And I say, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so he absolutely loves that idea. Mikey has a couple other questions that I haven't gotten to because right, I, we'll I clicked in that. Um, but that's your uh, NFL uh, week, which uh, finishes tonight. Um, we are Giants fans. We are all going to watch the games. We should predict the game as well. Um, two teams with bad records, two teams uh, you would – you know, one's got a terrible defense and one's got a terrible offense. So what gives? And I think the spread went from six to four last night. So I don't know if it's it really? still four or not. Uh, I saw four and a half you did. Uh, before okay. I came in. So. so that's fine. If we're picking at four and a half, uh, I'm still taking the Falcons, guys. I have not – I have no confidence in the Giants. This is a must win for both teams. Matt Ryan at home's numbers are ridiculous. I'm taking the Falcons. And I've got the Falcons, too. Um, all week I was saying this is going to be a blowout, this is going to be a blowout. And regardless of the spread, the Giants have that extra couple days to prepare for this one. I do think they're going to be competitive, but there's no way they're going to beat the Falcons. I still like the Falcons to win by 7 to 10 points. And I took it um, when I did 5-4-3-2-1, I guess before it was official that Ridley was playing, Sanu was playing. Uh, so I got it three and a half. Um, but I wish I got it now because it's now up to four here. So you see it at four. Right, you see it at four and a half. I would like the extra point that you guys you have. Course. Whatever. I I'll just, <laughs> I just don't. I don't know if the Giants will win this game, but I've been on the, I've been on the Falcons' ass forever. I'm, and I'm, I'm always wrong about them. They're just something well, about them has been wrong. I hope it's Ridley. I'll I need take no. I'll take no on the Julio. He's like, no, he's gonna score tonight. You want to know why? Because I take him every week, saying this is the week he's gonna get a touchdown <laughs> in daily fantasy. Now that they're on Monday night and not the Sunday millionaire, I guarantee he's gonna get one, probably even two. I think Ridley, I think Rob's right with Ridley. I think Ridley kills him tonight. And that would be great because I'm in a very, very close uh, matchup with six guys. And Jenkins has done a good job this year. He has. So. That's why Ridley on Apple, forget it. I have six guys in my matchup tonight in this game. 
Three on my team, three uh, on my team. Apple's actually done a pretty good job. Apple's yeah, had a good year. Calvin Ridley's um, I know we tracked I've seen some show. games in here, though, where the Giants have been shut out. What was it 44 nothing on a Monday night for the Falcons? Now it's just yeah. a couple of years ago. If they get shut out 44 nothing, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. So what are you gonna do? Hang out with? I'll stay home. Are you kidding me? You're gonna. So what are you gonna do? The show with Goon from here? Yeah. Yeah, with Goon. Well, Goon should be at one of those spots, right? No, he'll be. He won't make it to either. Good. I need you to co-host. We're gonna be live from New York. No, I can't. I got another wedding or something. Or minute left, Vinny. Could you hit on Ohio State? Yes. As we make a final thought, goodbye to Ohio State. Not only did they lose to Purdue, they're also out of the top ten completely, and Michigan, my team to go to the national championship and lose to Alabama, they're number five looking out. So good uh, good luck to Shea Patterson over there. They haven't lost a game since Notre Dame in week one. I have no final thought, Rob. My How final thought. Play? You guys see that Rockets Lakers fight? Yes, oh, I was watching. Yeah. It cost me money in FanDuel. Oh, wow. I was in a FanDuel. Yeah. I, had Rajon, I had Rajon Rondo, yeah, and I, I finished the cup that's not a point. But you know what other people had? The Ingram ball. Ingram trying to be so. tough, you know, really. I thought the ball people would have beat you anyway. Overall. No, I mean, it was a big contest. 147 so, pounds, Brandon Ingram, and he's acting 310 yeah. points in FanDuel. I should get some money. That's string being over. Um, my final thought is <laughs> that. the penalties were so, they were nothing. They were nothing. Slap on the wrist. wrist to all of them. It's LeBron's yeah. Lakers. You can't do that to yeah, LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And my Monday Night Football, uh, the Giants aren't going to win. Uh, they're not. Uh, the Falcons are 4-0 in the last four Monday Night games. The Giants never win in prime time. Do, do they ever, ever win in prime time? I can time? tell you firsthand. It's usually when I go away. Ever, ever, nope. ever, ever do the this Giants ever game. win this in prime time. So this could have been. Um, and we'd be there right now. Brave, so we're not going. Oh, no. You guys you guys want to make sure we didn't go thinking out your man. You guys are funny. Um, we'll see you guys on Saturday morning. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Hey, the Braves were good this year. A lot better than you thought they would be when we picked our trip. Uh, but they're not playing in October, so it doesn't matter. Now imagine if we did and it was during the World Series. Yeah, right. It could have been, but they're not good enough. See you guys Saturday morning. Enjoy the World Series without the Braves. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This is our website. <laughs> yeah, because.